Good day, everyone. My name is Vince Hawkins, and normally Bill Molden would be here with us this week, but he is out in Springfield, Missouri, uh, preaching. So this is the Vince and Bill show, and uh, we have with us today our youth and family and campus uh, leader, Jeff Hughes, who preached this morning's message from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 through 21. Welcome to the show, Jeff Hughes. Uh, thank you, Vince. Thank you. You guys uh, get to hear me sub again. <laughs> yeah, good. I should say welcome back. Jeff is uh, an incredible guy, bro. I, I really can just say that uh, Jeff's dad was at church today, and he and I got to converse briefly, and uh, we both uh, just, you know, marvel at your growth in the last year or two. And your dad said, man, from when he started, he has really grown. So I just want to tell you, you've grown a lot. You have a lot of fans out there. Autumn oh, Rosario is a fan of yours. <laughs> Autumn Rosario said Jeff Hughes is her favorite preacher. Man, <laughs> that is on recording for all prosperity. <laughs> great. Jeff, I thought you did a great job with the sermon today. You really uh, finished up that prayer there in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 through 21. We're... we're you know, uh, God does immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. And uh, I think one of your first question, really, you said as you had been meditating on this passage, dwelling on it over the last couple of weeks, you asked the question each time you get to the end, what does the faith look like of a person who actually believes that God does immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine? And so I thought maybe give me a little opportunity to kind of expand on that, right? Because uh, one of the things you said is that we oftentimes act like God is like us rather than we are supposed to be like God. And so what would it look like if we literally or actually believe that God does immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine? Well, how did you come to that, Joe? <laughs> I kind of, I don't know, I got there just reading the passage over and over and just mm-hmm. wondering, like, it almost felt like a challenge to me. It's mm-hmm. like, man, because it has to be true, you know, it's, yeah. it's scriptural to the God who can do immeasurably more than we all we can ask or imagine. Like, it has to be true. And so I have to ask myself, do I believe that? Mm-hmm. Like, is that what my prayer life represents? Do I pray in such a way that makes, that would somebody that heard me would believe, like, oh, man, whoever he's praying to can do more than what he's even asking for. And I really, as I started to kind of meditate on that question and really think about the question and think about the passage, it started to become less about like, oh, well, the things I ask for, God can do more than what I ask for. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if I ask, you know, God to, you know, to heal me in some way or to do something for me, like it's, it, it goes even beyond that. Like, of course, God can do immeasurably more than that that right. I ask. But like it started to really make me have to think that is God that God's will for my life is greater than what I can imagine for myself. Yeah, that's good. That kind of changes it that started to change how I thought about it because it can kind of be like either or, you know, like, oh well, I want these things and I'm gonna work toward these things. Right. These are things that I can work for and grab myself and you know, you know, God wants different things for me, maybe. But sure. I don't know if I had ever or ever I really started to believe that like what God's will for my life is is greater than something anything that I could imagine. And so that being something that I seek versus just only focused on what I can see. You know, I appreciate you saying that. I think one of the things you talked about and of course this comes at the end of that prayer. So you're right, it is the climax, if you will, for 
that that prayer because um, your first point was, man, we would pray, you know, um, prayers that really said God could do more. In other words, we pray prayers that we wanted God's will to be done more than our own will. Uh, we pray prayers uh, with this idea that, God, because you're so much bigger, because you're so much greater, I'm going to ask you for this, but I know, mm-hmm. I know that you are getting ready to do something even greater, more powerful, immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine. So and that, that was really your first point that, you know, we'd have those kind of prayers and we wouldn't be afraid to pray those prayers uh, because you're right. Sometimes we we, we, we don't pray. We just sort of leave things to chance. We yeah. just go, yeah, I'm not going to pray about it. Uh, we'll just see what happens. We only go to God when we're desperate. And uh, and and that that is not believing that God can do more than all we ask or imagine. Yeah, man. I think our prayer lives really show us what we think of God. Yeah. You know, you, know, you talk differently depending on who you talk to. That's you a good know? point. You know what I mean? Like if you talking to like your parent, you know, hopefully you treat your parents with a different respect than you would treat your friends. You know, I might rag on my friends a lot more so than I would, you know, rag on my dad or like my mom. You know what right. I mean? Like it's a, when I talk to God, like do I really believe that he can do more than what I'm asking for. Do I really believe, do I really, do I seek to want to be filled to the fullness? Like, even if you look at the whole prayer, like the whole prayer is trying to get at, you know, Paul wants them to understand God even a fraction more that they might be able to pray and know God in a deeper way and that they might be able to have an experiential knowledge, a more uh, like, a knowing of God in that way versus just knowing about who he is, knowing that he could do something, but knowing that he will do something and seeing that he has. That's good. That's good. You know, another point you made, Jeff, was just that uh, remembering the times. I think your second point you talked about remembering the times when God defied the expectations. Yeah. And um, I I thought it was you, you shared about a story even, you know, when you weren't really reaching out for God so much you know, and we've all had these moments. I think you were 17 years old. You shared um, about how, you know, your story about not, you know, filling out the paperwork properly to get in the University of Missouri. And in that moment saying, well, God, what am I going to do now? We've all had those moments, right, where yeah. we get ourselves in a jam or we're in a jam and we're not, we're, we're, we're kind of praying, right? But we're really <laughs> kind of right. frustrated more than anything. Like, God, what am I going to do now? I mean, we're kind of blaming God a little bit. <laughs> a little exasperated. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but you recall that being a time when God defied your expectations because what came out of that, Jeff, was not only did you, you didn't go to Mizzou, of course, that didn't work out because you didn't get your paperwork done, but instead you got a full ride to the University of Missouri in St. Louis, which yeah. I just thought, what a great powerful illustration of how God defied even your expectation. And then that led to, of course, you being reached out to on campus, studying the Bible, becoming a Christian, and of course now preaching today. That's an incredible story. Incredible story. And I appreciate you challenging us to remember our own times like that. I wonder if you want to expand on that a little bit. So. Dude, yeah, man. I think 
whenever I think about that, I'm always encouraged. Like whenever I find myself like wondering if God can work in a situation, I think back to that, you know, mm-hmm. how God worked in such a powerful way, more than like I, more than what I could have asked for, right? I mean, we keep coming back to immeasurably more. Yeah. And I think when we remember those times, like a lot of times it's, uh, you know, retroactive, right? You look back and you can kind of see how God worked. But, you know, and that's powerful. I think the real, like the, the thing that can really challenge you, that can really take your faith further is like when you actually pray. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you can look back to a prayer that you had because I can think back to that time and like I know that that was God. You know, I kind of like was exasperated and I just kind of let out that, you know, well, the like, God, what do, what do I do now? Right. And like, uh, what like what do you want from me type right. deal? And right. then like God's like, okay, it's one thing for God to meet a challenge like that. It's another thing for you to be walking with God and, to, you know, to be praying persistently, to be praying consistently, to be praying, you know, just to, just just asking God to work and then being able to see, like, God meets you in kind. Yeah. And so we can remember, the, and every time you go back, you just, your faith is built, you know, on the layers and layers of, like, seeing God work, the more and more times you get to experience God. And so, and it, it propels us forward in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you know, which brought us through your, to your third point, just trusting and walking faithfully with God. And uh, you talked about Abraham, you know, Abraham and Sarah. And um, I loved your point. Abraham wanted a son, but God wanted to change the world. And I think just sort of piggybacking off of this idea of, you know, God puts us in situations and circumstances in life, he allows them, whether it be, man, you didn't fill out that paperwork, so you got backed into a corner, you know, um, where are you going to go to school? And God, of course, came through and did something incredible, not only the full ride, and I appreciate you saying, saying that that wasn't the immeasurably more. The immeasurably more was you becoming a Christian. The immeasurably more is that you're a disciple that you're preaching today. And that story, that story will continue by the way amen but i think we find ourselves at this time in history jeff we're backed into a corner so to speak yeah i was just uh you know talking to someone post-service as we look back on 2020 you know what are we gonna what are we gonna remember seemed like january would never end and then we went from the never-ending january where it was cold to then we were in covid (laughs) you know what i mean i mean we were People we were shutting down schools and shutting down businesses, and the economy was here and there, and and uh, and then that was followed by the unrest, this the injustice. You know where we're at now. We 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 lost all of the sports. We lost everything. We were we were left with nothing but you know media, <laughs> you know news and reruns, and so yeah. And uh, what a crazy year. It's been, and boy, you, I often feel like, man, we, again, here we are, we've been backed into a corner. Of course, I believe this is humanity's own doing, in a sense, but speaking of God doing immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine, you know, how do you, how do you approach that, or what would you say to the, to, to the church at this time as we are sort of in this, this hour, and, and, and I'm mentioning things that for some, um, you know, they're not personal. People are going through their own personal hardships, you know, as well. So what would you say to the person that's being backed into a corner? They backed themselves in the corner. 
you know, they're just, you, you might say, a victim to the empty way of life that's been handed down to them from their forefathers. But what would you say to them in these moments? So. That's a great question. You know, it's it's interesting. Everybody's circumstances are different, sometimes similar. uh, And, you know, we experience different things in different ways. But I think God can meet us where we're at in those different, you know, circumstances. And that's what I think makes our story so unique. You know, we get opportunities to trust God. You know, we get opportunities to, you know, choose whether or not we're going to ride things out as is, to Mm. rely on chance, to rely on our own abilities, Mm. to just, you know, kind of put our heads in the sand and see when things are going to pass. Right. Or we can, you know, inquire of God to work because if we really do believe he can do more than we can ask or imagine. That's right. You know, surely he wants, you know, the world to get over coronavirus. Surely he wants, you know, justice. You know, surely he wants, you know, you know, world peace, all of these things. But do we ever look like ask God to work? Do we ever invite him into the situation? Are we ever like excited and looking forward to, you know, what God can do? Because, you know, like kind of like in the same vein of, you know, Abraham wanted a son. God wanted to change the world. We want the the quarantine to end. Right. God wants to change the world. Amen. You know, so I think um, we don't know what God's doing. You know, we'll never be able to wrap our minds around, you know, exactly what God's got going That's on. Right. I love That's that, right. you know, scripture in Isaiah, it talks about, you know, his ways are not our ways and his That's thoughts right. are not our thoughts. We don't know what he's got in store, but I think we can live lives in expectation and in trusting that he has something planned that he has immeasurably more than what we can imagine beyond the horizon. And even throughout, I've seen God work in coronavirus. I've seen people get baptized. I've seen people reconcile in spite of, you know, racial differences. I've seen a lot of great things, godly things, you know, God sent things happen in the midst of this thing that nothing should be able to happen. We can barely meet together. Right. You know, so you know what? What could God? What? What more could God be wanting to do? I'm excited to find out. That's, that's what awesome. I would say. Yeah. So. I, I, that's and what's what's a fitting third point? That trusting God and walking faithfully. That is a challenge for Christians at this hour. You know, with everything going on, is to trust God and to be faithful, to stay faithful to God, and faithfulness means persistently praying to God. Being people that we are constantly praying. You know, we talked about this at staff and men's midweek, you know, Luke 18, the persistent widow. When Jesus asked the question, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Mm. Will he find persistent prayers? People who are praying consistently, just hanging in there. God, I've been trusting you. God, I'm walking faithful with you. Circumstances as they are, you know, whatever they might be, whether you're Abraham or Sarah or or young um, Jeff Hughes <laughs> or whatever you've been going through in life, trusting God and walking faithfully, being that man or woman of God that is consistently praying to God. That is, in the end, what it's all about. I will keep coming to God. I will continue to go to God no matter what the situation or circumstances are. 
Jeff, I, I thought I would close with this. You, you you started off your story talking about you're a big Blazer fan. You talked uh-huh. about the miracles that are coming out of coronavirus. I know your eight seed Blazers are facing the one seed Lakers. You know, maybe COVID, maybe one good thing that will come out of COVID is that we're going to get to see an eight seed knockoff, a one seed LeBron James Lakers team. Is that? Do you think there's any chances that that could fit into the sort of immeasurably more you can ask of <laughs> in 2020? You know, I mean, that would definitely be more than I could ask or imagine. Well, you know, I'll be open for the championship. We beat the Lakers. It's like, man, why can't we beat the Clippers too? Right? <laughs> you you know? go, there you go. See, that would be a good thing coming out of COVID. You know, hey, you know, what? coming out of the bubble. <laughs> Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, think of the sermon illustrations that could have. You know what I mean? Like. Come on, uh, Jeff is a huge Portland Trailblazer <laughs> fan and a big time Dame fan. So, oh yeah. Anyway, Jeff, thanks for the sermon today, brother. Really appreciate you. You're a great man of God. Your growth and your faith are refreshing, convicting, and inspiring, my brother. So, <laughs> thank good to have you, you with so us. Thanks for joining us today. Good day, everyone, and I will see you. Uh, we'll catch you again next week. Bye bye. <laughs> see you.